The World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. $250 cash and a $250 gift card is up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome everybody to the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from a quite frankly inhabitable landscape, uh, Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast corner of England. It's too cold, it's inhumane and I'm furious about it. Um, Today is Monday the 12th, do you reckon, of December and we are here to Handicap the second semi-final of Qatar 2022 um, on Wednesday the 14th between Morocco and France. Uh, firstly, uh, co-host uh, Baz, any chance of you ever being on time for this show? Mr Barry Penaluna infuriate me even more than the cold. How are you doing, Baz? <laughs> I'm all right. I've, I got you just, just in time, really. Uh, I'm sure you sent me a message saying running 15 minutes late. No, and I turned up fifteen minutes late. Just a no, no. I said someone else was running fifteen minutes late, and then you said you'd be ready in ten minutes, and then you didn't show up for another twenty odd minutes. Uh, no, I mean that's normal, like. But it's not acceptable, man. This is this is all. We're gonna. I'm gonna on. start uh, making a note of your tardy just because you were tardy last night. And I let it slide. But, Did you notice? But, how how many times have we had to change the schedule to fit around your lifestyle? And yet, what do you, mean? you know, I'm 10 minutes here or there. Sometimes you're four hours early. You want to record just because it fits in with you. So, you, you know, you've got to accommodate me sometime. I'm a, I'm a maverick. I do what I like. <laughs> you're a maverick. You're an idiot. I um, I moved around all, all sorts of stuff when you were gallivanting in Bratislava. I mean, you'll be, you'll be, even more you, you'll be even more angry when you find out what it was that made me late. Oh, okay. Can we get what? Right. Was it a family related matter? Uh, no, no, well, no, not really. No, are you, are you in a position to tell us? There was no matter really. Um, I was just in the middle of an episode of MasterChef. Oh, for fuck's sake! So you know, <sighs> I mean, once you start these things, you've got to finish them. Um, I mean, it was, was it gone, which one was it? Was it the professional one that just finished? Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I haven't seen the final yet. I don't know if the finals this week. We're, we're we're playing a bit of catch up, so I think it was the penultimate episode. Oh, so you see, I, I am in a position to spoil that for you then, but I love a bit of Master Chef. It's an absolute nightmare to watch when you're hungry. An absolute nightmare. It's a bit like going shopping. You can't go yeah. shopping when you're hungry because you'll spend 500 quid more than you wanted to. Don't watch Master Chef. I've had another Charles Dickens tea today, you know, after me uh, chicken, oh, yeah. potato, and water recipe yeah. last week. Um, I forgot, I did a Sunday roast yesterday, forgot to use my butternut squash. So all I've done today, Baz, is roast uh, me, cut me butter and squash up, roast it, and that's it. That's all I've eaten for two meals. Right. It's just squash. But I did. I think yeah, I know. You haven't you haven't enforced that on the family. No, no, that was just for me. Just for you, why? That's all right then. 
Uh, a little bit of salt and chilli, but I am quite squash heavy. It's because I've still got a bit of a cold, you see. And it looks like it's full of vitamin C because it's orange. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but I just oh, decided yeah. that it was vitamin C heavy. Yeah. yeah Have you been enough. on the sunbeds this week? Right, so this is the next thing I've got written down here on me <laughs> jotter. That says, Baz, what it says there is more sympathetic lighting. So right. we got... We, 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 uh, last night we talked about the, our big, fat, melty old faces, didn't we? Um, and the problem we'd had. I've just been on the mothership with Sean and Ryan an hour ago. So if you listen to that, you're listening to this, I'm just going to say the same shit again. You might as well go and do something else. Um, and I looked, I, I looked, I looked awful, see through, pale blue. Um, so I've got the kids, I've got Betty's ring light here, as we've discussed. Um, so Ryan suggested I press some of the buttons. And I've come across this one, this peachy colour, and it's a lot more sympathetic, Baz. I look better, don't I? I look uh, quite exotic. You look, like you look like you're wearing makeup. Well, I'm not. So I can go green, look. Now, obviously, I've got a bit purple. That's not ideal. Um, we can go, if I keep, we'll go a bit disco if you want. You know, that's no good for any, <laughs> uh, any epileptics watching. So we don't want to do that. I'm not going to be able to find the thing now. Oh, and that one changes all the time. Purple, yellow. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, for fuck's sake, we're all, where's it gone? This, this makes so me so There you go, man. there. So, now I look like uh, that fella Deirdre Rashid married on Coronation Street in about 1987. It's a reference for the kids. <laughs> uh, but I'm pleased you've noticed that, Baz. We haven't discussed that. Do you uh, yeah. think no, I look no, well? I, I just thought you looked like you've got makeup on or you've been on a sunbed. Actually, we have had a lot of um, moisturiser chat. So I still haven't got any new moisturiser since I ran out of moisturiser and I've had to use the IT department's tinted moisturiser. So that that's possibly taking hold as well because I've got a, it smells of rich tea biscuits and it's got the same kind of hue. So, yeah. All right, Baz. Looking all right. Um, Sunderland got beat the night. That cheered us up. I kind of yeah, forgot well, that that was a thing. It's been, obviously, World Cup for a month and then... For some reason, they played last weekend. I didn't realise the championship was still going on and then caught a little bit of it yesterday. But they were playing West Brom tonight, so that's um, quite close to home for us because, hey, I quite, I've got a few friends who are West Brom fans from a time I spent living down in the in the Southwest Midlands. Um, so I quite like West Brom. Um, and then, obviously, you've got the whole Steve Bruce thing that kind of ruined them. So West Brom beating Sunderland... Um, without old cabbage heed in charge, uh, that was a that was a nice thing to to get involved with. Yeah, tonight, like like you, I've all, almost forgot that um, some of the lower league domestic football is still ongoing at this time. Um, and I think probably because there's nothing else happening today, it it caught me eye for whatever reason that there was a game on tonight. Uh, so I did sort of follow it, having a bit of an eye on it. And I Sunderland one up early on, and then two two late goals put them to bed. So happy with that, yeah. And like you say, apart from that result, it just exposes Cabbage Head as the absolute worst football manager there's ever been and ever will be. Um, yeah, still can't quite quite believe that's happened. Like um, another ex uh, Newcastle link. We try not to make this too Newcastle heavy. Joey Barton's been running his mouth again today, Baz, uh, saying Gareth Southgate shouldn't be rewarded for failure uh, and using the Pizza Hut advert as a um, as an example of this, um, <laughs> Joey Barton, are you a fan? I like Joey Barton, but I didn't agree with his comments today. I mean, yeah, when he's ran. What do you say? You like him? I don't mind Joey Barton. No, he's all right. Hmm. Yeah. 
But no, I'd, I'd seen his stuff about Southgate today, and I just he's another one that just likes to be controversial sometimes, doesn't he? Um, so yeah, take anything he says with a pinch of salt, really. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I think he's a tit. Um, I file him away under tit with Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm going to make a tit page in one of my jotters um, and put people in there who I believe are tits. So we've got Cristiano Ronaldo at one and now Joey Barton's got in there at two. Yeah, we can keep that up to date. As the show continues, Baz, because, and we're going to talk about that now as well, um, like I said, I've just been speaking to uh, our Yankee paymasters, Sean and Ryan, and when the World Cup climaxes last week, uh, that's not the end of us. We are going to continue with the Premier League Gambling Podcast, Baz, um, which is going to be that in name, although we're going to take in absolutely everything. Uh, we're going to continue with probably a twice-weekly show. Uh, we will look at all the Premier League games, make picks for those. Um, we'll do some fantasy stuff. Baz is a bit of a high-level fantasy player. I'm absolutely useless. And I've very much enjoyed the freedom of not having a fantasy team this year. Um, but Baz will carry some fantasy stuff. We'll get some guests on. So we'll probably start that. The day the World Cup finishes, we go straight into Carabao Cup games. Um, the League Cup starts on the Tuesday. Um, a couple of the games have been moved today forward because of the NHS strikes from the Wednesday to the Tuesday. So you've got like a 48-hour window between the World Cup and the Carabao Cup. Um, but whatever's on, if there's a Milan derby, if there's a Glasgow derby, and if there's some big games in the Friday night games in Germany, we're going to cover absolutely everything. We go down the leagues in England as well, find anything, uh, and then do FA Cup, um, Champions League, you name it. So, yeah, this, this feed will just morph um, seamlessly into the Premier League Gambling Podcast. Uh, and we get to carry on, Baz. That's exciting, isn't it? It is indeed, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I've enjoyed this. It's been been good crack, the World Cup. Um, I do feel I'm a bit more in my comfort zone with the domestic stuff, as much as I've enjoyed getting me head into the, the World Cup and the internationals. Um, I feel I've had to think a lot more, um, put a lot more work into it, whereas bringing it back home, I'm looking forward to uh, Get, getting stuck into that, you know, stuff that's just sort of the stuff we deal with every week and we're watching every week. So, yeah, it should be good. Yeah, looking forward to it. Like I say, um, be a lot of chat as well. Not just going to be very, very similar to the show. Um, a lot of uh, silliness and bollocks shall be talked and we'll give out our picks uh, if you either follow or feed, uh, depending on your uh, point of view. Um, we're going to talk about the Morocco-France um, second game, uh, the second semi-final, the, the show that was published today uh, looks at Argentina versus Croatia. So if you haven't found that yet uh, for the Tuesday night game, get across and find that before kickoff. Um, but if you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is the place to do it. Now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia brings the excitement to win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Um, exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on win bet. Same game parlays as well. Get in the old construction zone. Uh, win bet is the home for those. Uh, great promos, odds, and payouts right now. Uh, special offer bet $100 to win $100. Um, if you head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know that we sent you. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-A-T to claim your free bet today for subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com.
Com must be 21 or older and present in the state where pay through win bets available. If you were somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 And we're also back with Underdog Fantasy. And um, if you haven't signed up already, um, you can still get a 100% deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code SGPN. Go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for that 100% deposit match. Underdog, um, great for the weekly battle royale format as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball, NFL playoffs just around the corner, uh, underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, Bazza. Um, the Wednesday game is a 7pm kickoff in this country, 2pm Eastern time over the ocean. Uh, we have Morocco against France, where Morocco are the 7-1 to one outsiders to get it done in 90 minutes. The draw is 11 to 4 plus 275. France are 1 to 2 minus 200. To qualify, we have uh, Morocco at 130 plus 33.33. And France are minus 500 to advance at a price of 1 to 5. Baz, if you got your notes with you, did you write them down on a bit of paper a day or did you let them disappear off into the ether like yesterday? Well, I did. I typed it up on notepad as per usual. Yeah. And then I took a photograph of Mate. the screen just in case of any tech. So, you know, we're always learning from mistakes, you know. What you've done there, Baz, is you've deve- you've shown growth and development and I'm very yeah. pleased with you. I'll put I'm a little tick. Yeah, so um, yes, now man. just give us all the winners. That's all you've got to do next. All the winners, right. All the winners, please. Have you dished out the prices yet? I've just done it. Is there something wrong with your lugs? I've literally just given a comprehensive guide to these prices. What are you What are you doing when I'm talking? I'll just switch off generally and wait for my turn. Fucking hell. Where do we score? Um, right, yeah, Morocco. Let's start with them. Um, Good idea. You know, really, really good tournament so far. Um, I think th- this might be a, a step too far for them. They'll go away with their heads held high if they don't get a result out of this. Um, and I mean, def- <sighs> where do I start? They've played a lot of good teams, haven't they? They've played Belgium, Portugal, Spain, uh, Croatia. So they've, they've not had it easy to get to this stage. Um, defensively, clean sheets against Belgium, Croatia, Spain, and Portugal. So, consider that one goal, which was an own goal against Canada. Um, all of those games, they've come up against teams who who dominate possession, um, and that sort of sits in, you know, plays right into how how Morocco want to play it, just sitting back, soaking it up, and hoping to get those chances up the other end later in the game. Uh, so, for example, Portugal had 73% possession against Morocco, Spain 77%, even Canada had 59%, Belgium 67 Croatia 65 So every single game, they're getting absolutely dominated on the possession stats, but it's not affecting them at all. So it plays right into their hands. Now, I don't think France... Will, will play like that. Um, and, and the way France have played this tournament, they're, they're quite happy to let other teams have the ball. And I think showed that particularly against England, um, where England had, I think, 57% of the possession against France. Um, and, and it's been a similar story 
in a few of the other games that they've been happy to be sort of you know 50-50 or or slightly down on the on the possession France and I think we could see this again where they're quite happy to let Morocco have a lot of the ball um, and that might not necessarily play in Morocco's hands when they suddenly got a you know that if, if France aren't pressing really high up and putting them under pressure high up the pitch and Morocco has suddenly got to play out and, and have a bit more of the ball uh, how does that fit in uh, particularly I mean they're bashed up on they? they've got a lot of injuries um, they were pretty much walking wounded going into the last game um, and they've still got a few more doubts going into this one Um so, yeah, I don't necessarily think France are going to be right on the front foot and pressing Morocco high up the pitch for the full game. Um, and as I say, that might might not uh, might not help Morocco. Now, France have got, we've mentioned, we've conceded in every game. Um, I do feel like there is some hope for Morocco in, in on that front. Uh, we looked at Saka the other day against Hernandez and he terrorised him, didn't he? Hernandez didn't want anything to do with it. Like it, it and I feel like Morocco's strongest point going forward is down that same side, down the right-hand side with Ziyech and Hakimi in behind. I mean, H- Hakimi might be sort of shackles on a little bit because of Mbappe down the left for France. Uh, but I do think Morocco can get at them and, and France has shown they can concede goals. I, I'm not a massive fan of Lloris in goal. Um, and I think Morocco could possibly get something out of out of it in terms of a goal. But I do see France breaking them down. Um, you know, France is by far the strongest attack Morocco have played, despite the fact they've played some good teams. France will pose a, a bigger challenge to them. And I can see a similar outcome to the Portugal game with France, where France got ahead fairly early on, controlled the game, and then... Sort of pushed on a little bit later on, getting getting an extra couple of goals, finishing three one that one. Uh, a few things that that stand out. I, I think France will win. Um, I'm not backing that though. I think looking at my, my best bet here was France over one point five, and I know it goes against the trend with with Morocco where they've got this really good defensive record. But I just find France will find a way of getting past them, and if they do that early enough they'll get opportunities to get past them again later on in the game. So France over 1.5 at 4-5. to five. Um, I do potentially like the both teams to score 5-4. to four. I'm not ruling out Morocco getting a, getting in and getting a, a chance. Both teams to score 5-4 to four and overs at 6-5 to five, um, was another one. Uh, but I'll stick with the France over 1.5 at 4-5. to five. So what, what are we talking there in, in American money, Malcolm? You tell me. Uh, minus one twenty. That's the one. Um, couple of other things. It, I mean, do you want to give us your summary, and then I'll pull out a couple of other things that I've got. A couple of other. Yeah. Okay. To then. Look at. So if you you give us your thoughts, and then we'll we'll come back to a couple of other bits I've got. So firstly, I remain completely unconvinced by France. Um, obviously, you've got through a lot of these stats here. Not kept a clean sheet, conceded exactly one goal in every game. Five for five. Uh, it should have been more against England, frankly. The the XG on that one, England 2.54, France 1.21. Um, Mbappe is the difference maker for them, but he didn't do anything much against England. And I think Hikimi um, can do a job on him. Um, and you've got that familiarity as well. They're obviously club mates, uh, so Hikimi should be prepped for him. Um, 
Morocco are the best story of this tournament uh, so far by a mile. But it's been no fluke either. They've they've uh, they've executed their plan beautifully, just about in every game, clean sheets against those four top European teams that you've mentioned. That's six and a half hours of football, Baz. Uh, they've kept clean sheets in if you had the extra time in. Uh, that one goal conceded, the big deflected effort against Canada. Um, I have written down that France are the best attack they've faced so far. Um, and I don't think they can hold out for it. It's just not possible. I think Roman Sykes is going to be a big miss. He can't start, I don't think. I mean, his hamstring, his leg was hanging off. He was well and truly sort of taped up, bandaged up before the game. And they even tried to play on and he couldn't even walk. Like They tried to give him two or three minutes. So I don't know what the reserve centre-backs are like um, if they're trying to let Sykes um, continue on one leg. Um, so my starting point for this one... Uh, was a 1-1 draw, pass. I just... I can't see France keeping a clean sheet, but I don't think Morocco can, can hold out forever. But I just don't think France have been that good. Like you say, they, they turned Australia over, fair enough. Um, but they uh, they lost to Tunisia. They, Poland were very poor opposition. And I don't think France were very good against against England at all. They, they played well for the first... 12 or 13 minutes. Then after that, they were second best pretty much the entire game um, and frankly got a little bit lucky to win that. So that 1-1 draw is at a price of 7-1. to one. That takes in a lot of the things you've just mentioned, Bas. We've got the draw plus 275, 11-4. Um, it takes in both teams to score, which is one of your picks there, plus 125. Um, under 2.5, which is too short really, at minus 150. Um, a bet I was going to play here is the bet that I um, paid in the last game against Portugal, which was Morocco to score exactly one goal at a price of plus 160. Um, I don't know if they've got two goals in them, but I thought actually they've they've been dangerous, particularly against Spain in that extra time period. Um, they made some chances. They made chances when Portugal pushed on uh, late in that game. Uh, Buffal has been really good for them and Ziyech down the other side. Um, the big lad, can't remember his name, scored the header, S something or other. Um, I should know that. Apologies to him and his I'm family. Theory, him. That's him, yeah. Um, mm. So I think they, they absolutely think they've got a goal in them and the stats point that way, the data points that way um, in terms of France conceding those goals as well. So, And that also fits in with a couple of game scripts. So if France are too good for them, and beat them 2-1 or maybe 3-1. Um, you can cash that bet of Morocco to get a goal. Um, if France are 1-up, then Morocco will have to come out. We haven't seen Morocco have to come out yet, uh, this tournament. So if France lead, then we'll see what Morocco have got. And can they get that late equaliser the way Croatia did uh, the other night, the way Holland? Then when the backs of the wall, when you're, when you're faced with exit from the tournament, they had to go out and get a goal and they did it. And Morocco could do the same. So I think that's value and it's it's a little bit bigger than it was. I got plus 150 last week, plus 160 this time. So a few different game scripts that fits into at a price of um, plus 160. So yeah, so um, starting point of a one-all draw. Both teams to score is probably my favourite in there, along with Morocco to score exactly um, one goal at plus 160. I don't mind the draw at all. I think this is an easier task than Spain and Portugal. I think if we're going to rank them... Um, I don't see why this is any any more difficult um, than than what they achieved against against Spain and Portugal. So yeah, they're my picks, Baz. Um, what 
weird and wonderful stuff did you? Yeah, come up I mean, with? I don't. I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely leaning lean France here, and I, I don't agree. I think France are a tougher opponent than than both the two you just mentioned. I don't think Spain were up to much at all. Um, but anyway, I think both of these semi-finals we've got pretty uh, opposing views, haven't we, in terms of where the value lies? But uh, we'll see. Um, I've looked at a, a couple of things. Uh, I'll chuck my bet builder out there. Get the hard hat Ooh. on. I'm going to write this down. I've got my pen. Bet builder. Number one, both teams to score. Okay. Of course, I'm not because we'll both agree with yeah. that. Uh, I'm going with France in 90 minutes. So I think there will be goals. I think that's why I said the, I thought the over two and a half. I know you've mentioned possibly unders, but I, I think there, there could be goals. I'm, I'm thinking of a 2 1, 3 1 France. So France in 90 minutes, both teams to score. If France get two or three in this game, as I think they will, and Bappy any time more than doubles up your, your prices straight away. Uh, and the last one is eight or more corners. Um, oh. Eight or more corners in the game would have cashed in four or five games for both Morocco and France. So I looked at the sort of the point where most of their games are coming in. So, so eight or more is a fairly low number. Um, it's probably the line's probably set at around ten. Um, but that comes in at uh, nine to one, both to score France in ninety and back at any time, and eight or more corners. So a few things to cheer on there. Um, we'll go with that. Um, and one thing we didn't cover yesterday because uh, we weren't aware of who was refereeing games and stuff like that. Yes, um, we didn't have a chance to look at cards and things like that. So I did have a look tonight, thinking, oh, could it could it be a good one to, to look down the, the cards route? Um, and looking at the teams, they've both got really good discipline. Morocco, um, they only give one yellow card in the group stage, and that was the 95th minute against Belgium. So it's so almost went the full group stage without a card. Uh, they picked up one against Spain, and they did get three yellow cards against Portugal. I mean, two of those came in stoppage time. It was that Chadira one where he got booked twice in two minutes and got yeah. sent off, having come off the bench. So that... That's a bit of an anomaly, really. I think the three versus Portugal. So the the disciplinary record's really good. Uh, you look at France again against England; they picked up three, but other than that, one against Poland, one against Denmark, uh, and they didn't have any yellow cards at all against Tunisia or Australia. So both teams pretty pretty good disciplinary wise. Um, I looked at obviously that that's just looking at one side of each of the games. The if you look at all of the matches for Morocco and France, I think out of five games for both Morocco and France, four of them would have would have had three or less cards. So I'm leaning towards the unders on the cards. So I thought I'd have a look at what the line is. It's under 3.5 at 6-5. to five. And now we have got the ref. So okay. the next thing you need to look at is, is to see whether we've got a ref. Because if we've got one like him who refereed that uh, Argentina-Netherlands game, you need to fuck that some some of that in, uh, but we've looked. The referee Cesar Ramos from Mexico. He's refereed three games in the tournament so far, an average two point three three yellow cards per game. Um, so signs look good there again for under three point five, um, with him not having been too frivolous with his yellows. Uh, so under three point five cards is the bet six to five. I like that, Buzz. Yeah, good analysis on the cards. Um, the one thing, my one other pick here that the market that I've dipped into um, is an absolute contravention of one of your builder bets, Baz, and it's in the corners market. 
Um, so I looked at this. Did you not hear me? I made a, I made an audible pained noise when you said you're going over eight. Yeah, eight, eight or more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. So, and Morocco have contributed bugger all in the corners mark in any of their games. Three against Portugal was the most. Zero against Spain. Two against Canada. One against Belgium and zero against Croatia. So they've contributed six corners in five games. That's fairly impressive. Uh, you're not getting any of your favourite double bubble corners <clears throat> out of Morocco, Baz. So I mean, that's about 1.2 a game. Um, France had two against England. England had five. So the total there came in seven. Um, they had seven, eight, six and eight in the other games. Fair enough. Um, the, one was against Tunisia, one of those eight. So we put a line through that because that was the stiffs that they played. Um, so looking at combined totals there, you look at sort of seven, seven and eight. Um, so the line is at nine. Uh, the, I know it's a, that's a three-way line because you can, you can take the exact number. Um, so under nine is at a price of um, 10 to 11, uh, roundabout, minus one, one, one. Um, and then I was going to ladder them the other way. I was going to ladder them down over, Baz. So, yo, you've started at eight and gone up. I've started at nine and gone down. I mean, this is no help to any fucker, let's be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at the Morocco side, but you've got this, this two teams in every game, isn't there? Uh, and I know... The other I, thing I with this, though, Baz, and this but, is but, but, game script, Kylian Mbappé is a right footer who plays on the left wing. What's he going to do? What's he going to do, Baz? Cut in, isn't he? Yeah, Comes inside, and, and Akimi knows that. Box. Gets blocked, tipped over the bar. Corners can still come from players running in. You're right. It's um, yeah. This is line. by no means an exact science, Baz. It was just it's just funny how we both looked at the same data and come up with completely different viewpoints. Um, I mean, I to be un- fair, in, in yeah. my in my case, it, it's one leg of a fourfold. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So I'm I'm, I'm not big on the corners. I, I certainly wouldn't be laddering yeah. the corners really high. I just was trying. I'm, I was looking at it purely to boost my build a bit, uh, up a little bit, um, and push it up from a sort of five to one bet up to a nine to one bet. That was the only reason for mine. And I felt eight was about the number where I was comfortable. Um, I certainly wouldn't have wanted to push it too far towards like ten corners or anything like that. Um, but both teams, as I say, four out of five of the games would have cashed on eight, eight or more uh, in both for both teams. As it happens, it won't really matter, Baz, because three of those four legs are actually losers in that build-up bet. So this isn't going to cost you. Um, so it's not really a huge issue. Um, I've got... So, yeah, so I'm laddering them down. I'm, I'm heading down the cellar with uh, that under nine at minus 111 and then under eight... Is at plus one sixty two, which is what thirteen to eight roundabout, and then under seven is at a price of plus two seventy five. But if you wanted to make it a bit more exotic, um, the exact numbers are available. Uh, exactly nine at um, eleven to two plus six fifty. Um, exactly eight is at eleven to two plus six fifty, and exactly seven is at thirteen to two. Plus 750. So if you wanted to take all three of those, say you had a tenner on each, that'll pay around about six to four if you managed to land one of those. And um, like I say, it was just the, the way Morocco play. I know you've actually got a bit of a, a different game script angle here. 
um, in that Morocco are going to have a little bit more of the ball. Uh, so yeah, we'll just have to see that one pans out. But yeah, I came down completely. We'll 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 live. I'll I'll send out live tweets of every corner that goes in. Just yeah, we we'll just up. count corners. So, you know, I mean, when, when we're up to seven corners by half time, I'll just be. Uh, Ignore the fact that it's the second biggest game in the biggest tournament in world football with all of that at stake. We'll just sit and count corners, Baz. Corners, yeah. yeah. I did look for the passing markets again. Oh, Baz, he's in these passing markets. I am, but there was nothing at all that took my eye. Um, The passing numbers for France's last game, really, I think that obviously England had a lot of the ball, didn't they? The highest for France was something like 35 passes, which was quite low. Um, normally you're looking at your centre-halves in a, in a dominating team to be sort of around the 70, pushing 80 mark. Um, France yeah. were nowhere near that. And then uh, recent games for, for both teams, I just couldn't see anything, any sort of trends that made me really lean towards a player. Um, so, yeah, had a, had a look at that, but nothing I would be happy to throw out there. I do think this this game script is, gonna, is more difficult to call than, for example, the Spain-Morocco game where we knew exactly what was going to happen. And I think you have hit the nail on the head here. Is that Morocco will get a little bit more of the ball? Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard to when we when you've got a different a different kind of game than a couple that we've seen. And Morocco got ahead of Portugal in the first half, which they haven't done really in this tournament at all. And that then enabled them to sit back. So when, if, oh, if yeah, we're not hundred percent sure, if, if the same happens in this game, if if, if Morocco will get ahead early on. I think France are in trouble at that point. I think that changes things entirely. Well, obviously it changes things one nil instead of nil nil. But yeah, I mean, if, Port- if if Morocco can get that get an early goal or a first half goal against France, I think France are really going to be up against it at that point um, because that plays right back into, into Morocco's hands of playing their game instead of France playing theirs. You know, uh, your curtains there, Baz. You've got a bit of a Moroccan Bedouin tent sort of vibe going on. You could easily <laughs> be in there. In the in the sand dunes outside Casablanca or Rabat or something was that uh, done on purpose? Uh, no, nothing deliberate. Like they just uh, just right. what the Mrs. Port, you know, nothing to do with me. Just what the Mrs. Port? I, I don't Fair have enough. anything to do with home furnishings. Nah, that's and well, you shouldn't, Baz. Um, we've got a lot more important things to uh, discuss, like corners and that uh, button on a squash. Um, anything else you need to tell the people about Baz? I think that's uh, that game handicapped to death. Nah, nothing more from me other than how uh, you've already mentioned how goddamn cold it is at the moment. Oh me! Um, on, on the plus side of that, the the leisure centre where we would normally be training tomorrow have cancelled our training, uh, yeah. which means no training from seven till eight tomorrow night. Which means I don't have to miss like 80% of the yeah. game tomorrow night so I'm quite happy not to be going out don't need that. Well, I think everything's been cancelled I haven't yeah. been out the, 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 the big Ben rang me today for a lift home from school the school is about 300 yards away and she just <laughs> said it's too cold and me being soft as shite thought yeah I'll go and get it but then it then took me that long to defrost the van because it was thick like four inch thick ice all over by the time I got going and was driving looking through a two-inch square hole in the windscreen. Um, I got to the corner and she was she was at the end of the street. <laughs> but then I had to go all the way down to do a U-turn to come back. So she then started walking the other way and it was just a shambles. Like, I should have been a firmer parent, Baz. She said, no, walk back. Yeah. Um, that's the only time I've ventured out the house today. Um, I woke up 
obviously in my pyjamas. I've still got my pyjamas on. I went out to collect her in the van in my pyjamas. Um, I hate it, Baz. I can't cope with this cold. So I need to Speaking go to a warm Here's a one for you. I don't own a pair of pyjamas. What? Or a dressing gown or robe. Ooh, thought about this before I was laid in the bath tonight. Um, and I thought about our pyjama and robe discussion last week uh, and thought, I, I don't own any of that. Like, So, I mean, this is a lot, lot of info to share you about. So sitting there right now, what are you wearing? I've got a pair of shorts and a T-shirt on. Oh. So All even that's shorts. making me physically hurt. I have shorts on. Every day in the house, all day, every day, regardless of weather. I'll have, a, I'll have a blanket as well, like sit with a blanket over my legs to keep, keep me warm. Like, but nah, no, 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 no PJs, like just, just, just some le- like casual leisure wear, you know. No, I've got my fur line slippers on. I've got my uh, pajamas. I have having got the amount of stick I got for the for me dressing gown last week. I took it. I had it on. Just before I came on, I took it off and put me uh, put me SGP hoodie on, so I was on brand. But well, no, the Stephen, Stephen B's been on the Twitter tonight again. What's he saying? Where the cravat is to go? We are smoking. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. See, we start with the soft lighting now, so the sympathetic lighting. I will. I did used to have a cravat, you know, Baz, like a brown paisley one. It was all right, decent, like brown and yellow. I know I'm not selling it much, but it was all right. I'll give it a if I if I pick a winner once these corners hit. Um, I'll sort that out. Um, right, so, yes, remember that this podcast will be turning into the Premier League Gambling Podcast, um, so keep liking and subscribing, and we'll get back to some domestic and European and global football after that. Um, if you have got the SGPN app, uh, go and enter the bowl contest. I'm going to enter that with absolutely no idea uh, what I'm doing, but there's 250 quid in cash and a 250 quid Gift card up for grab. Well, that's college football bowl stuff, I imagine. I'm just going to press some buttons and see if I can land the 500 in goodies. Um, yeah, and like, rate, subscribe, all of that. Um, this time tomorrow, we will know the first finalist um, of Qatar 2022. So, right, cheers, Baz. Thank you very much. Um, I'll let you and your shorts crack on. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck with your bets tomorrow, Argentina versus Croatia. Uh, we'll be back on probably Wednesday night after the second game's finished um, to recap those and start our build-up towards the final. Uh, but until then, uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Mm-hmm.